If enough of us believe, a new thing can be made to exist. Belief structure creates a filter through which chaos is sifted into order. These are the words of Frank Herbert, author of the Dune series. Beliefs are a complicated but important part of human life. It's a highly interdisciplinary topic and a prime example of a subjective science. So this is something I nerd out on a lot. And it's really, especially in this day and age, an important thing to talk about because beliefs get people in a lot of trouble and a lot of people form their identity around them. I'm Daniel Akinolo de Sola, and today on Doubt of Living, we're talking about the power of belief. Defining belief really depends on what aspect you're looking at it, because there are definitely cultural and philosophical debates about what belief actually is. But if you're going by the definition in the dictionary, it's the feeling of being certain that something exists or is true. If you want to look at it from the sociology perspective, then it's the tenets or convictions that people hold to be true. If you're looking at it from a psychology perspective, then it's an energy savings shortcut to understand and predict the environment. We're narrative driven, so we have a natural tendency to detect patterns and nominate agency as the cause of natural events. Beliefs are an explanatory network in our brains or in our minds, and they're basically there for us to understand and navigate this political and emotional world. Politics, marketing, religion are all instances where beliefs are really important because in all these instances they guide action but they also define us and when you are committed to whatever one of these things I've put in front of you it does make things convenient and allow you to have some stability. The internet and social media have really kind of amplified each one of these and it's made it so that we have a lot more things that are both testing our beliefs but also supporting them and we're having a much more curated experience as human beings and so what that means is it becomes even trickier for some people to understand what beliefs are because what someone might have considered a consistent belief 50 years ago when there was less technology and more static communities now it might be changed in the course of one headline or maybe a week of headlines one of the main objectives of science and education are to help us in how we establish beliefs and the impacts of them and how we can build communal beliefs so that no one's living here with a radically different view of the world because from a human standpoint that's also a safety thing as well as a communal thing so you wouldn't really want someone who next door to believe that say everything needs to be on fire once a week because of some reason they've made up because 
that wouldn't be coherent with your safety. It wouldn't be something that you would feel comfortable with them just having a belief about because people act on beliefs. So Michael Connors and Peter Halligan, 2015, wrote a paper on beliefs that had some really interesting points. So to start, the beliefs were distinguished from other types of cognitive representations like memory, knowledge, and attitudes. Beliefs were contrasted to memory because beliefs can be about the present and the future, as well as the past, whereas memories are just of the past. And then compared to knowledge, beliefs are by definition held with conviction and regarded as true whereas knowledge is a bit more concrete and there's less opinion in knowledge. And compared to attitudes as understood by social psychology rather than the broader philosophical usage, beliefs don't need to contain an evaluative component. So in other words, whereas attitudes, you kind of have a bit more intention to understand where they're coming from, etc. Beliefs are a bit more internal or intrinsic and supposed to be a bit less fleeting than an attitude would be. Anyone who's familiar with the way psychology and neuroscience works knows that we get a lot of our foundational stuff from when things go wrong in the brain or when things are different than expected. And what we do is we investigate what mental processes, what structures, what activity would kind of help us understand why this thing is not going the way we expected. So with beliefs, it's delusions. And delusions can come in many different forms, but the main idea is that someone building a belief system, but somewhere along the lines they've had a dissonance from the actual reality that most people would look at and say, this is the way the world is. So cat grass delusion, for instance, is when someone believes a loved one is an imposter. And they can do this either from when they see the person or even just the thought of the person. So before they're even going to experience the person, they already think that person's going to be an imposter. That's not going to be my mum. And these things are quite jarring. So it's quite strong and it gives us a lot of information about what goes into belief formation and in this paper they kind of looked at it as a tentative five-stage process and in real life these things happen super fast they happen multiple times they'll probably be happening across many different beliefs within one stimulus so this is just a very simplified version the first stage is the precursor and this is the trigger stage so anything from news to new relationships to a change in environment or scenery anything can kind of be the precursor for this and sometimes multiple things can be happening at the same time after that is the search for meaning and the search for meaning is you trying to explain the precursor in the context of what you already believe it's unclear how the strengths of pre-existing beliefs is determined and we entertain different proto-beliefs and what proto-beliefs would mean is let's say an example there's an article where some demographic has done some action 
So you've looked at that article and now you're looking at different beliefs. So was, was this the kind of trait of this person anyway? Is this coherent with what you already know about this demographic? Is the source even a good source to trust? Etc. And all that weights in to try and search for meaning for why does this article exist? And after that, you have the candidate belief evaluation. And this one is kind of an extension of the search for meaning. But what you do is you're looking at maybe the different validators of what would bring something to the forefront as a proto-belief versus other things. So we're not very great at this a lot of the time because, for instance, if you happen to have a certain political view, you might look at this news and say, well, because of the source, I'm already going to say that this news is not something I want to engage in and I'm not going to change my belief because I have a belief and this is not going to be the thing that topples it or changes it. And so it's not evenly weighted. It's not the classic way we'd think of where if someone's really convincing in the way they've mentioned it, then you're going to assume that it's good news or that it's relevant news to change your beliefs. Then the belief acceptance is basically when any proto-belief actually makes it through the filter. So it's when you've looked at this news article and you said, okay, yes, I understand these people have done this thing and I believe it enough that it's probably from a good source. It's probably saying something. And now you look at it and say, what does that actually mean? And this doesn't always happen consciously. So especially when you're looking through a news feed and you're scrolling and you're only reading headlines, it's very easy to just keep getting things into this acceptance stage. And then the last one is the effects of the belief. And these can be immediate and they get reinforced like a memory if you keep engaging with it. And this is kind of reminiscent of how things like the Cambridge Analytica for the Trump campaign worked, where if you target things enough on someone's beliefs and their belief system, you know that it's going to wait right through all of this categorization and it's going to come to the forefront. And if you just keep putting it in front of someone in a nuanced way, then the effects on belief are going to be large because they're going to establish this as a way of life. They're saying, I'm surviving, understanding and strengthening my belief by this news that's happening. In the brain, we understand that it's kind of like memory where for those not familiar with how memory is in the brain, it's all over the brain, it's multiple senses, it's your prefrontal that has to do a lot with your social cognition and personality and with your limbic that has to more do with threat assessment and general homeostasis. And basically these things, these systems, especially the lower ones, don't really like the idea of having a strong belief being challenged because they see it as a threat. Because remember, if a belief is about your view of the world and understanding the consistency and the patterns, then something that's going to be monumentally changing is going to be an issue. So the amygdala, for instance, is heavily associated with belief through threat assessment and knowledge units, and there's been some research on how the amygdala can get heightened in the face of challenged beliefs. And basically, the science is mixed in terms of things like religious belief, because that was a really popular and has been a really popular topic for a while. 
and a lot of the more convincing evidence kind of says that the way people experience religion is much similar to other systems that other non-religious people have they just have it for whatever religion they follow we see this even with the way people interact with celebrities and the way they follow them and their words and their advice and everything like that and the fulfillment they get from being in the presence of their favorite celebrity my own background is based around my fascination of people and from the stories from sci-fi and looking at logic and perception in my studies as well as my experience with education social media mental health it really has brought a lot of nuance to the understanding of beliefs and i myself am agnostic i'd say but raised christian and in a lot of western history there've still been people that were probably considered christian or deists or whatever that still had a very good system for updating their beliefs but they were in cultures where even to be progressive was not to be anything but christian so this is the way i see it and you see in any culture no matter how pious someone is there are people that have very good ways of embracing the fact that beliefs are malleable and they change over time but still having a solid way in which they build them within their own cultural context and i think this globalized world is just going to make people more and more rejecting of having nuanced beliefs or embracing it and there's no real way to predict which way it's going to go this is especially true because again thanks to social media a lot of people that have had different experiences from the majority are beginning to talk now and be able to be heard but then being rejected because it again destabilizes what people thought about themselves especially when you talk about the word privilege which a lot of people hate but it's a necessary process our take home today that beliefs are complicated and we still have a way to go to understand it as a system as a process but there are some things we do know and some things that you can do to make sure that your beliefs are healthy we like to fill in gaps and find patterns and we need to be wary about our environment and the media we consume especially because a lot of our social media is geared towards headlines without necessarily needing to read the nuance of the actual article or statement and we like to look at who people are before the words and sometimes that can be detrimental but obviously it's going to be different for everyone in every community and we got to really look at the fact that we are in a globalized world we are in a situation where more marginalized people can talk about their experiences and it doesn't mean anyone is right so you don't listen to one disabled person and then say yes i know about that community now or one trans person and i know about that community but what you can draw from it is even if it's just that i know what i'm comfortable with and what i'm not comfortable with but i also know what the community i'm in is like more that alone is already a benefit so i'll just say to definitely just be aware of how you are forming your beliefs and to make sure you're not hurting anyone with them i think i handled that topic all right like i said there's going to be more 
along this because belief is a lot in terms of how we operate but i hope you enjoyed it you got something out of this thanks for all the suggestions people are putting in for future topics i think i'm getting the hang of this we'll probably have a bit of a gap maybe around the 10th episode or something like that but i like that people are talking to me about what they're learning what they're getting from this and i hope that i can build into something bigger something more remember to follow subscribe anchorfm.com slash living or wherever you're listening to this on and i look forward to bringing you more nerdy bits about being human so take care until next time